0: hello everybody how are you welcome back to another episode of sent with emphasis i hope everyone who is listening is staying warm you're staying inside under some blankets hopefully not next to some mice like all of my roommates and i are I know I really did not want to start this episode or any for that matter talking about mice but it's really hard to not give a shout out to my lovely seventh roommate in the house and that mouse is a skinny motherfucker may I add no one is able to catch her including the pest guy who we have contacted several times and I know what you're thinking you're jealous that you don't have a pest guy on hand I get it. I'm very lucky. I love him. Great man. And not every college student is lucky enough to have a pest guy in need, but we are. And guys, I'm telling you, this luxury is a curse. It really is. I also want to add that this seventh honorary roommate is a health guru. Yes, our mouse is, in fact, gluten-free. She somehow got up to the second floor, which I can't really think about much because it really freaks me out. And if that wasn't enough, it got onto our counter Which, really, I know mice climb like I do, but what is she climbing? The steps? Is she defying fucking gravity? I don't understand how she's getting upstairs and then also on the countertop. It just doesn't make sense to me. But whatever, if that wasn't enough, she got through my roommate's gluten-free bread. Yes, gluten-free bread. And the best part about that is there was a whole-ass bag of flour right next to the bread, and the mice fully chose the expensive, dry-ass, gluten-free bread instead. I just don't really understand why she's choosing our house, why she's choosing gluten-free bread. There's a lot of questions, but maybe I'll get the chance to, you know, interview her. I'll get her on the pod, guys. Don't worry. But before I get into the actual Hangout with Anxiety episode in this segment and just explaining about what it is, I want to talk about one last thing. We are upon a very difficult time of year, something much, much worse than mice, It's something that has been brought to my attention and I really want to address on this podcast. It is bring your jacket to the bar time of year. Yes, I said it. It is the time of year where you are debating if I should be bringing my jacket to the bar or freezing my ass off. Now, when I was a freshman, I don't think I ever brought a jacket to the bar. I don't. I know my friend did once and he got it stolen. And I think that really scared all of us. So we would stand in like a 45 minute line in our skimpy, skinny little tops with no jacket, fully freezing every single weekend. We literally did it every single weekend. So I don't know when I got to be such a wimp, but suddenly I have been presented with this internal debate of should I bring a jacket to the bar? And I know for a lot of people, this seems like a no brainer. Like, Katie just bring your fucking jacket to the bar and put it in the corner but here's the thing if you put it in the corner or in a pile it gets dropped on the floor and stepped on or spilt on with beer or different types of alcohol I cannot actually tell you how many times I have brought my jacket to like a bar or a house or just some sort of party and I have lifted it up after the night and it is literally drenched in natty light like I can wring out the jacket with Natty Light. And then what am I supposed to do? Wear it home? Hell no. So then it was pointless to even bring it in the first place. Do you see where my internal debate comes? I think it just comes with wisdom. Really, guys, I've just had a lot of tough experiences that now it's just not even worth it to me. But let's run through it. Okay, you're getting ready. You put on your outfit. You're like, okay, you know what? I have this jean jacket or this flannel or this leather jacket that I can put on and it'll look good then you're like, okay, this is still not warm enough. I think I need a winter coat because it's literally below freezing out. But then you're like, okay, it's only a 10 minute walk. And you know, maybe there won't be a line and then I won't have to carry it around all night. But if you do bring it and there is a line, then you're warm outside. But then same thing, you're carrying it around all night. And then it's just dragging by your shoulder or you're carrying it in your arm or you're holding it with your drink or you're having someone carry it for you. And you just You just don't want to deal with that. It's like carrying a baby. Like you just don't want that. Like get rid of the coat. You don't need it. Do you see how passionately I feel about this? It's honestly an every weekend situation. It's not even like I can make a decision. I'm like, you know what? For the rest of the semester, I'm just going to be wearing my coat. It is every single time I go out, I'm debating this. And every single time I'll be like freezing in line. And I'm like, I should have brought my coat and I never do. But then when I do bring my coat, I'm carrying it in the bar. And I'm like, why did I even bring this thing? So clearly, this was a very important topic that I needed to address, obviously. I'm sure there are people out there who can relate. But anyways, back to the purpose of this episode. Welcome to the debut of the Hangout with Anxiety segment. Now, what is anxiety? you ask? Hanxiety is definitely a newer term. It describes the anxious feeling you get after a night out or even just after a social setting. A lot of times you are constantly replaying things in your head, replaying things that you said to people, the things you did, or if you get to the point of blacking out, you kind of are replaying the things that you don't remember and having anxiety about that. So if you're now reminiscing on those moments when you wake up or have woken up in the past and are regretful and hating yourself, that is exactly what I'm referring to. When I was a sophomore, I would wake up at 6 a.m. quite literally every time I would go out or drink or see that I posted something. Like, it was genuinely to the point where I would continuously watch the sunrise and just stay up after that. I watched so many sunrises now that I think about it my sophomore year. Like, it was such a problem. But at first, I kind of attribute it to me just being someone who can't sleep after a night out. I would just be like, oh, it's fine. No worries about it at all. I'm just someone who can't sleep after I drink. Like, was I okay? I feel like definitely not. But I would have these repeating thoughts in my head. And in all honesty, I was talking to someone, I think my entire sophomore year, and would be constantly worried if they had responded, like checking to see if they have left me open or just replaying all the things in my head that I had said to them. And I just couldn't settle down. Like, my eyes were exhausted and just wanted to sleep, but my body was so restless and I just couldn't stop thinking. I couldn't get myself to calm down enough to go back to bed. And then I hit a point where I was like, oh, maybe it's just because my room has too much natural light. Like, that's definitely what it is. I, I just have too much natural light coming into my room in the morning and I just can't sleep. So I'll just stay up and watch the sunrise. Like, as if there wasn't natural light in any of my previous rooms, I don't know what was going through my head. Also, there was natural light in my room the days that I wasn't drinking either. I don't really know <laughs> what my thought process was there. But then I was finally able to pinpoint it. And I was like, wait, no, this is just really terrible anxiety. And more specifically, it was anxiety because it was related to the anxieties from the night before. And I think specifically that year, it did have a lot to do with that one situation. And I know there are people out there who can relate to that. But after that situation was out of the picture, I slept like a baby. And yes, there was still natural light in my room, and when I wanted to see the sunrise, it was by choice and not the constant urge to check if I had been left on open or not. <laughs> but even though that situation is not present anymore, there are still several reasons why I do get anxiety and a lot of common reasons that people experience as well. So this is where the purpose of the segment comes in, um, because you all want drinking advice from a 21-year-old. I know it, Exactly. But it just is kind of here to be a hangout for people who are listening and going through that anxiety or just listening to it for advice moving forward. So this weekend, under some grace of God, my anxiety was not that bad. My hangovers were still terrible because I feel like every year that I've been here, my hangovers have just progressively gotten worse. And if that's what growing up means, then I literally don't want to do it because I swear to God, I get day long hangovers. Like I envy the people that wake up, you know, with a headache or so, and then it goes away by like 2 p.m. I feel like mine comes in waves. Like I wake up, feel like crap, and then I have like 30 minutes of hope. I'm like, you know what? I'm totally fine. I'm over it. I had my liquid IV. I'm all good to go. And then that'll go away within like 15 minutes. And it's like that throughout the entire day until I go to bed. But like I said, this weekend, my anxiety was not that bad. But it did make me realize one thing that I do want to discuss. Conversations at the bar are a different type of awkward. Not always but they can be especially when you keep running into the same people and you have to like keep re-saying hi and giving like an awkward giggle or like hi I always see you here this is so funny and also not to mention the music is so dang loud so you are like shouting and when you don't hear someone you don't want to keep being like oh wait what wait what'd you say and then You can't really keep the conversation going because they can't hear you. And when you're shouting, it just kind of takes away from what you're trying to say and make things super weird. I don't know. Like, I feel like people romanticize having these phenomenal, life-changing, world-solving conversations at the bar. Like, they're like, oh my God, I met this guy. We talked all night, it was great. We had this amazing conversation. Or like, oh, I saw the girl from my class and we just had such an amazing conversation and I just want to normalize that that happens probably 30% of the time. Or you're in awkward situations like me where you're talking to a guy and he's like, yeah, you're cool, but you're really sarcastic. Like, what? (laughs) Thank you? I'm aware of that? How the fuck does literally anyone respond to that? What am I supposed to say? Like, oh, wow, I just... I haven't really realized that. Like, the answer is you simply cannot respond to that. You have to just take the L. And this isn't even, like, a guy I'm talking to or, like, a guy I'm into. It was, like, a mutual friend of a friend. He's like, yeah, I mean, like, you're super cool, but you're really sarcastic. Like, it came out of nowhere. I was like, okay. So, like I said, um, even if you don't have a super impactful conversation with someone, simply interacting with people like that or just being in the bar setting can trigger some awkward feelings i'm telling you some really awkward situations too and i don't know why i didn't wake up from anxiety from that now that i'm thinking about it i definitely should have but it just kind of (laughs) reinforces that you meet a wide range of people at the bar and conversations aren't always going to be glorious and life-changing but actually okay now that i think about it i may be the problem Because every time I go out, my roommate and I only talk to each other for like 50% of the time. Like every time we do it too, we're like, dude, we're doing it again. Like we got to start talking to other people. And I don't really know why we do it because we spend probably 95% of our time already together and inseparable. And I don't really know what we haven't talked about on the face of this earth. Like We have literally gone over every topic and every feeling that we could have. So I don't really know what more there is to unpack, but... Apparently there is. So I'm seeing now that maybe if you find yourself continuously talking to your friends, that might be the issue. Or don't. I mean, (laughs) that's kind of the best part is going out and talking with your friends anyways. I also want to preface that this is not just limited to bars or going out to parties or drinking situations. This is any situation in general. Like, it could even be conferences or meetings or... Holidays, you are going to have awkward conversations, and I want to normalize that that is more than okay because I feel like it happens more times than not. In small talk, oh my goodness, small talk is the worst. I'm extroverted, and small talk literally drains me. I don't, will we ever escape small talk? I know it's like the simplicity of being nice and making conversation with someone, and that's how every relationship really starts is you have to make that small talk. You really have to go through it, but it is so Draining, especially when you're at the bar and you're constantly making small talk or running into those same people. It's kind of like you get to the point where you're like, okay, can, are we still doing this? Like, can we just be done? Let's just move past it. You know what I mean? But I guess some tips and tricks I have to avoid those awkward conversations are asking them a different question. You do not need to know what their major is. Do you really care? You don't need to know what year they are in school or what their plans are for after graduation. Ask them something different. Like, what are your dreams for the?" Okay, don't, actually, maybe don't ask that. You can think of something better, like, Like, maybe ask them about their religious beliefs or political opinions. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Do not do that. I mean, you can do it. I just would not recommend it. But just think of a different question to ask or compliment their shirt or talk about the song or think about something original to ask them that you genuinely want to hear about. Another tip I have is honestly acknowledging the awkwardness of the situation. Like, I know that sounds kind of terrifying looking into, but if you're talking to someone and it's awkward or there's no music playing or it's silent and you can just kind of feel the uncomfortableness between the two of you, you could be like, why is this situation so uncomfortable? Like why is there no music playing? Just kind of acknowledging that awkwardness makes the situation more comfortable for you both. Another way to get around this is having someone with you, whether that's like a friend, a sibling, or a parent, whoever it is, having someone with you when you're going to talk to someone makes it less daunting because for some reason when there's three people in a conversation it just flows better than when there are two and I feel like the conversation will just be more natural that way and you will just feel less nervous because you'll have someone by your side also you do not need to stay in these awkward conversations you don't need to wait until there's 10 silent seconds of you guys just standing there and being like well, I should probably go find my friends or, well, I think it's time for me to head out now. You don't have to wait for that moment. You can be like, honestly, I have to go find my friend. I think she needs me or I need to go over by my dad because he needs help cooking. I don't know whatever excuse you want to make up with. You don't have to sit around and wait for them to make the call and cut off the conversation. You can do it whenever you feel awkward. You are not forced or owing anyone a conversation by any means. I mean, Don't be completely rude, but I'm saying you don't have to wait there and be completely awkward until they cut it off. My last advice is probably just to black out so you don't remember the conversation. (laughs) I'm kidding. Mom, I'm kidding. I never do that, really. You don't have to do that. But in all seriousness, if you don't want to have a conversation with someone, you don't need to have it. You can avoid them if you have to. Do your own thing. You're not obligated to be in these really uncomfortable conversations with people. Because like I said, not every conversation that you have when you're out is going to be great. Sometimes they're awkward and you just can't avoid that. That happens. That's normal. And I know this advice may not be the hard-hitting stuff that you're looking for, but it is something that I feel like everyone experiences. And it's something to think about and take forward when you're going out in social settings. All right, hot take section. For this week's hot take, I have a very controversial topic for this time of year. One that we are all experiencing or have experienced. It is one that my own father will disagree with me upon. I know everyone's hands are probably sweating, like, oh my gosh, you gonna talk about politics right now? What is going on? But it's more important than politics. I want to say that it is okay for Christmas music to be played before Thanksgiving. Yes, I said it, and I know what you're thinking. Thanksgiving needs to be celebrated before it is overshadowed by Christmas, and I get that, and I agree. I used to be someone who felt very strongly about having no Christmas music at all before Thanksgiving, but here is my argument. The holiday season includes Thanksgiving and Christmas, in my opinion. Like, the end of the year is a really awesome time because for a lot of people, you're excited about the holidays. Or you're excited about going home, seeing your friends, or even just having the additional break if you don't celebrate either holidays. In this way, Christmas music is often a reminder or a nostalgic touch during that time. Christmas music also reminds me of the energy that surrounds Thanksgiving as well. You are excited about a lot of the same reasons, like I said, being home with family or having good food or even just being inside when it snows. So why limit that music to one twelfth of the year? And I get it. I am someone who strongly disagrees with Christmas music probably before November. Like there is definitely too early of a time to be playing Christmas music. But if it is the end of the year, the same energy applies to Christmas as it does to Thanksgiving. And even if you don't think it does, why waste time not being excited for Christmas when it's coming up? You waited a majority of the year, so just get into the Christmas spirit as soon as you can because it goes away quickly. You heard ABC Family, there are only 25 days of Christmas. You want to limit Mariah Carey and Nat King Cole to 25 days? Are you kidding me? Again, there is a time where it is too soon. But getting excited for upcoming holidays with some Christmas bangers is the best way to do it. Also, off note, if I was a singer or could even hum a tune on beat, I would without a doubt be pumping out Christmas tunes. One, it's festive. Who doesn't love Christmas? And two, there is a limited amount of time, like I've said, of Christmas music to be played. And people are going to be going back to that same type of music year after year. That's never changing. And a lot of times, people are going back to the exact same jams. They're clicking on the same songs, the same artists. And for those people, that revenue keeps coming in high and is flowing in every year at the same time. Additionally, Those tunes are nostalgic and traditional for a lot of people. So you really have your loyal fans that you can count on year after year. Anyways, if you are driving, walking, running, or just standing there, after this episode is over, turn up some Christmas classics while you still can. Especially if that Christmas tune is rocking around the Christmas tree, because my roommates and I unanimously agreed upon that that is a top Christmas song of all time. Brenda Lee really outdid herself. Her voice is coming from an angel, I swear to God. That song is nostalgic as hell, and it is so unmatched, I can't even explain it. So happy fucking holidays, people. That is my hot take of the week. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and go follow the sent With Emphasis Instagram. And lastly, remember to own who you are, mean what you say, and whatever you do, do it with fucking emphasis, baby. See you soon, people.